When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Countdown to Kickoff is presented by Tostitos. I'm done talking. Every single play, impose your will. Let's keep this energy. Let's yeah. go. Every single play. Everything you said. I want this one more than I've ever wanted a, a Super Bowl in my life. He'll get it again behind left guard. Touchdown, Kansas City. And they give it to Christian off the right side. Touchdown. Man, job's not done. Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah! Obviously, we have one more. Job's not finished. See you Sunday. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by Tostitos. And we have made it to Las Vegas. We're so glad to be here in the coverage ahead of Super Bowl 58, which is just kicking off anytime soon. Now, it does look like we're trying to sell you a product here, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> maybe a it new looks, watch, maybe it looks a golf than I thought. <laughs> um, this is Dan Orlovsky. We're going to be in this box together today because that's just what we're doing today. You're going to have to deal with it. Adam Schefter is here in Vegas as well. We'll all be together on the set tomorrow, I promise. And Damian Woody joining us. Guys, we have a ton to get to. And Doesn't we are gonna... it look like we're selling like knives or something? If you I buy suggested one. golf clubs, but <laughs> knives, yeah, something like that. $19.99, yeah. um, whatever you want. This it's an knife income. can cut through a brick. We're going to make fun of ourselves all day long. Adam Schefter, we start with you, though, because we have some key injury updates to get to. Let's start with both teams, but let's go to the Chiefs first. Well, it looks like the Chiefs are going to be without two key players in Super Bowl 58. Joe Tooney has been battling that ankle injury here, and it's a situation where basically he is unlikely to play, considered a long shot in this particular matchup. They're also waiting to see if Jarek McKinnon will come back. Tooney's got the pectoral, McKinnon's got the groin. They're both unlikely to play. Again, we'll see if they could somehow, against the odds, make it back. And George Kittle has been battling a toe injury, but it hasn't held him back in practice. And if you just were around him this week, you could tell there's zero chance, despite missing practice last week with that toe injury, that he will not be out there on Sunday in Super Bowl 58. He will be. He'll be out there. So no Tooney due to the peck. No McKinnon, it looks like, but Kittle looks like he should be ready to go. And then also there's the question of the 49ers practice field and what they're dealing with. They were not happy with the practice conditions there Monday. They had a walkthrough today. Tomorrow and Friday will be key practice days, and we'll see whether or not they can play further to the league and see if they ask the league to switch practice sites. That's still up in the air. That'll be interesting to keep an eye on as we're just a handful of days ahead of this. All right, since it's Wednesday, we had to bring out a little wideout Wednesday, taking a closer look at the receivers in the Super Bowl. Rasheed Rice has been indispensable for Patrick Mahomes. He's averaged over nine yards per attempt with seven touchdowns and no interceptions when targeting Rice this season, significantly better than his numbers when targeting the other Chiefs wideouts. Rice has 20 catches this postseason. All of the Chiefs wide receivers have just 11 combined. So, Dan, earlier on in the season... 
we were wondering who was going to step up in this KC offense. Rice has been that player. What has allowed him to have this breakout moment this season? The, the main thing was Kansas City figured out what he could not do and what he could do. And really one of the storylines of the game is going to be which number one wide receiver, both Brandon Ayuk for San Francisco and Rasheed Rice for Kansas City shows up. And I think the thing that stood out over the last half of the season was they stopped asking Rasheed Rice to stop his feet. It was straight line routes on a consistent basis. Get this big, athletic, powerful athlete moving. You see him on the shallow cross there and a slam. And that's one of the things that has stood out. And when it comes to the trust for Patrick Mahomes and the understanding of instead of asking this guy to be this nuanced route runner early on in his career in a way that wasn't necessary and that he was really struggling with was, hey, why don't we just give him this route tree that we can allow his athleticism to shine yeah. and to be the biggest part. And when they get him running straight line and they don't ask him to necessarily stop his feet, he's a dynamic player in a big time threat. And if he can have that success against San Francisco, that goes a long, long way for Kansas City's both horizontal and vertical pass game. Yeah, D-Wood, to that point, why is Rice so important in this game, specifically in the matchup against the 49ers? Well, the reason he's, he's important is because it's going to be strength on strength when you talk about this matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and Travis Kelsey going up against that, that San Francisco 49ers defense. Think about it. The middle of the 49ers defense, that's where Fred Warner and Drake Green, Greenlaw you know, reside. So that's going to, that's a strength of the, the uh, San Francisco 49 defense. They're going to need Rasheed Rice, whether it be his, you know, after, you know, after his yak yardage, after the catch, being able to stretch, you know, down the field um, on those go routes. They're going to need some of that because it's going to be tough sledding, getting a lot of yardage between the numbers against that 49ers defense. Yeah, just to put this in perspective, uh, Mahomes has completed 96 passes to Rice so far this season. The only wideout Mahomes has completed more passes to in a single season is Tyreek Hill. That's just how much Rasheed Rice has become a go-to target for Patrick Mahomes. Let's talk about another receiver in this game on the other side. And for this, we go to Brandon Ayuk. He's such an important part of the 49ers' success this season, okay? In the San Francisco's 49ers' 13 wins this season, Ayuk has gotten 15% of the team's targets and caught eight touchdowns and the 49ers five losses his target share is just eight percent and he has zero touchdowns so the numbers bear it out he's crucial to getting wins and some of it too was him stepping up when Debo Samuel was hurt Dan yeah. but how did the 49ers use Ayuk to have the success that they have he's really the opposite of Rasheed Rice he is their nuanced elite route runner and the thing that he does so good is when he gets down the field that's when he starts to separate against the defender this is against the Lions in the NFC Championship you game third down, press man. The set to defender and leave him on that out route is special. And then some of the abilities to widen, understand space, the vertical spacing of an offense. They set defend. He kind of leaves defenders where he doesn't or where he wants them to be to attack where he actually like wants to get to. This was interesting to understand. Like I, part of it is their offense. It's the scheme of their offense, but. To, to be a wide receiver that attacks the middle of the field, you have to have one of two things. You have to have a frame that just gives you that big body. You saw like a Mike Evans in there and a DK Metcalf. Or you have to have elite route running skills to know, okay, when I widen this defender and I separate him, create a window, well, there's an underneath guy that I had to have to clear or stay away from. And I think that's the separating aspect for Ayuk's game that's really allowed him to have that career season. Again, a huge part of their passing game on Sunday for San Francisco is going to be, can he do that versus man coverage? 
Yeah, Dan, you're exactly right. And what you talked about with Brandon Ayuk is he's an elite route runner. And, and the, you know, this is one of the more fascinating matchups in this game because we know the Chiefs, particularly their secondary, is a strength of their team. They got multiple corners that excel in man-to-man -man coverage. So whether it be through formation or just the elite route running and releases of Brandon Ayuk, that's going to be a matchup that I think a lot of football fans will really need to watch. And uh, he, he's going to have to come through on that because these Chiefs um, corners, they are really good in man-to-man -man coverage. Yeah. I love it, guys. Um, by the way, I've always wanted one of those moments where you just can't stop laughing on TV. <laughs> It's the next uh, Today 53 might be minutes. That day because I'm try I've got nowhere else to look, and I'm just looking at I don't you. Necessarily and then know, you're about to whack me in the face with your analysis. Okay, uh, time for our DraftKings Sportsbook same game parlay. Dan, it's all about the quarterbacks, just for you. Patrick Mahomes, over under 259 and a half pass yards. I can see my answer. Uh, I'm going to say over. San Francisco's defense is not the same defense that it was in 2019. This is a defense in the past game that has really been attacked for the great majority of the year. I remember Joe Burrow going there and lighting them up. Now, they settled down just a little bit, but I think the diversity of Kansas City's offense and some of their chunk passes will be a Available, I'll say over. All right, Brock Purdy, over under 243 and a half pass yards. Yeah, under, and two reasons why. This is a massive run game for San Francisco. If you want to really kind of put your identity on this football game, it's going to be with Christian McCaffrey and some of their double tight ends. Mm -hmm. And also just out of respect for how dominant and physical this Chiefs secondary is. I think Brock Purdy plays well, but 243 against this secondary is a big deal. This is interesting. Purdy over under 12 and a half rushing. Yards. I'm going to say over. So often, you as a quarterback, when you're playing teams that are going to be heavy man coverage, your check down is your legs. We kind of saw that at the back end of the NFC Championship game almost two weeks ago. And so Brock and his reactions started to lean into that. I do think he has a scramble or two athletically on third down to get over that 12 and a half rush yards. A $10 bet on those three that we just told you about in the same game parlay over at ESPN Bet would pay you 55 bucks to go make yourself some cash. Yeah, get to that while I'm doing that. We're just getting started here on NFL Live. Day one in Vegas, and it's already a whole lot of fun. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has been a staple for their success all season, but where do they all come from? Dan takes a deep dive into how successful KC has been in the draft the past five years. Plus, Rex Ryan has entered the chat for defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Is this a match made in heaven for Mike McCarthy? Well, D. Wood tells us what he thinks next. It's all coming your way right here on NFL Live on ESPN. We'll be right back. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And for Super Bowl 58, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use code NFL Live when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. NFL Live is presented by Tostitos. Get to the good stuff. Here's our next ESPN Plus UFC Fight Night Saturday from the Apex in Las Vegas. Highlighted by our middleweight main event. The prelims start at 4, followed by the main card at 7. Don't miss that. All right, let's get Adam Schefter back in here for some top stories. Lots of coordinator news. Let's start with the Raiders. Who did Antonio Pierce hire as his offensive coordinator, Adam? Well, Laura, we thought he was going to go with Cliff Kingsbury, but they could not get a deal done. And when they couldn't, the Raiders shifted their attention to the former Chicago Bears offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, who became the Raiders offensive coordinator. A new move there out in Las Vegas for Antonio Pierce. Getze obviously worked a couple of seasons in Chicago, in Green Bay before that, and now takes his turn in Las Vegas. Meanwhile, staying out west, the former Michigan defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, has officially been hired as the Chargers defensive coordinator. He follows Jim Harbaugh, who he worked with at Michigan. He was the defensive coordinator at Michigan the last couple of years. The expectation always was that Harbaugh would bring Minter, and now he has, and that deal is finalized. And the Dallas Cowboys did have a conversation with Rex Ryan about their defensive coordinator job. He insists it was not an interview, but he did speak to them about their opening. We'll see whether anything comes of this. Rex has spoken with other teams in the past, spoke with Denver last year about becoming defensive coordinator. But I can tell you this, Laura, he loves working at ESPN. He doesn't want to leave all of us unless it's the right job at the right time with maybe most important, the right price. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to, um, you know, have, have been in a position to... <laughs> what was that? All right. Anyway, d I want to start with you here. What do you think about the fit of Rex Ryan with the Cowboys as their D.C.? Well, Laura, first of all, I don't want Rex to go anywhere at ESPN because that's my guy right there. But as far as, a, like, defense of mind and, and, and fitting in Dallas... You wouldn't, you wouldn't find any better than Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan was, in my opinion, one of the preeminent defensive minds that we've seen. And the thing that I love about this fit is, is twofold. Number one, he's a former head coach, so Mike McCarthy wouldn't have to worry about that side of the ball. But more importantly, Rex knows how to use the pieces that are available to him. The Dallas Cowboys have a ton of really good man-to-man corners. That's what Rex Ryan did a lot with the Jets. Played a lot of man-to-man, simulated pressures. Kind of like what you saw in Baltimore this past year. But Rex mm-hmm. is the, the ultimate, he's the ultimate guy at running that scheme. So I think Rex will be a great fit in Dallas, but I want Rex to stay at ESPN. Yeah, I, we all love Rex. I think the really interesting part about this is there's no question Dallas on defense needs an identity. I mean, Dallas as a whole needs an identity. They need an edge. Their players openly speak about that, that they don't have that 
get after it, dominant mentality. Maybe Demarcus Lawrence does and, and Micah Parsons at times, but I don't know if it's to their core, who they, who they are or who they want to be. Rex Ryan would bring that. And I also think this is what's interesting for me about it, Wood. We are in a time in the NFL right now. It's 2023-24. Football in the league is going to start to look like it did in the late 90s, early 2000s. And you're going to have to have a Mm -hmm. defensive coordinator, at least mind-wise, that knows what that style of ball was. Rex certainly did. He's got many stops where his defenses were top 10 in the NFL. Injuries were a little bit part of that end in 15 and 16 with Buffalo. But there's an identity to Rex that is not only, like, needed in Dallas, but I think is something that, you know, could at least allow them to start to think about getting over that hump. Yeah, this league is so cyclical. You see things that were in style just a few years ago. They come Mm -hmm. right back around. And listen, though, Rex has always been in style. We love Rex. We hope he stays with us. (laughs) Okay, a lot more coming your way on NFL Live. Up next, the Niners' D-line will be tested on Sunday, going up against a Chiefs offensive line that has protected their QB better than anyone this postseason. Our own lineman has his thoughts on the battle in the trenches. Find out what Woody has to say next about one of the most most important parts of this game. You're watching NFL Live presented by Tostitos. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Countdown to Kickoff is presented by Tostitos. Get to the Good Stuff is brought to you by Tostitos. It would mean the world to be able to hold that trophy. It's going to feel like everything I ever worked for. I don't know the feeling. I want to get there. I want to win it in. I just enjoy the moment whenever it comes. It'll be everything and more to lift that Lombardi trophy and finally be known as a Super Bowl champion for the rest of your life. All of the greats who have come through these doors and won Super Bowls, and to be able to be a part of a team that can add to that legacy will be amazing. 
While the 49ers tried to add to their legacy, winning a Lombardi trophy this year, defensive lineman Eric Armstead is already creating his legacy with service to the community. Since 2019, he's grown the Armstead Academic Project, providing resources to students across the Bay Area and into Sacramento who have needs based on their socioeconomic status. No matter where they are and what they need, he is giving them everything. Adam Schefter has more on this story. We need to uh, recognize uh, one of your teammates, okay? This guy, is, it is his fourth consecutive year that he has been nominated for the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, okay? Um, and that is Eric Armstead. I think my sense of service comes from my family, my parents. I think it was instilled in me at a young age, and I think that's my responsibility to um, help other people. Eric Armstead has been a staple in the Bay Area, not only as one of the best 49ers defensive linemen, but as a prominent face within his community. I've learned how to use football in my platform to not only benefit me, but to change lives for the better. Since 2019, Eric Armstead evolved his football camp to the Armstead Academic Project. Raising and donating more than $2 million, the project has provided students across the Bay Area and his hometown of Sacramento the necessary resources to succeed. We focus on literacy with our young elementary school students because we know if kids aren't reading at grade level by fifth grade, the, the likelihood of them being successful in school and later in life uh, dramatically decrease. My education journey was a little rocky to say the least. Reading was where I struggled the most. My brothers and sisters used to make fun of me because I had to go to school an hour before everyone else for remedial classes to try to catch up. His uh, commitment to reach out and give back to these young men and young women is phenomenal. And for him to continue to try to be a beacon of light and an inspiration of hope is, is very special. So you've been nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year four straight years? Yeah. And they've surprised you a different way each of the four years? Each year, each year has been different. First year was 2020, COVID year. I thought I was getting on a Zoom call to read with kids, which I have been doing all year. Hi, Pop. Hey. How are you? Hi, Eric. Hey, Pop. Congrats. 2021. Another situation I thought I had a community thing to be a part of. Wow. I was doing an assembly out of school, and the kids uh, that I was speaking to we were doing a QA. My question is What does it feel like to be the 49er 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year nominee? This year, you know, was especially special because my teammates were involved. I wanted to be able to recognize him uh, publicly right here as well as some of his teammates. I've leaned on you for so long, man, and I don't know what I'd be doing right now or where my career would be at if it weren't for you. Ever since I came into the league, you've been a leader to me. Keep doing amazing work. I love you, man. But yet you've never won the award yet. Not yet. And so what would it mean to you to finally win that award? It would really validate the work that me and our organization is trying to accomplish.
in education equity and ensuring that every student has the resources and tools they need to be successful. That's what I think about, give back in, in tremendous ways and really help the next generation of young people. Adam, not much Lori. more yes. important than education. Oh, go ahead, Adam. No, no, no. go ahead. You finish up. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say that the importance of education equity is paramount, and I love this story. What more would you add about Eric Armstead? Well, the Armstead Academic Project has impacted over 500,000 youth and families with Armstead looking to build a sustainable program for long after his playing career. You could see the impact he's had on his team, on his community. It's quite obvious. And obviously, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award will be awarded tomorrow night at the NFL Honors. We'll see if Armstead finally after four nominations, can bring home the award. You got me rooting for him. I, I hope he gets it. Okay, <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll update you later on on NFL Live. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the 49ers. They've been in Las Vegas for a few days, but have their first practice of the week today at UNLV as they prepare to face the Chiefs on Sunday. Sal Palantonio covering the 49ers for us all week. And Sal, what can you tell us about what's going on with San Francisco today? Laura, they're on the practice field right now, about uh, 13 miles from here. They left about an hour ago on a caravan of buses out to the UNLV campus, and they are practicing as we speak. And I can tell you, covering a lot of Super Bowls, that the mindset come Wednesday when you're finally getting on the practice field and it feels like you're practicing to play in a Super Bowl, it's just different. Talking to these players the last couple of days, they were ready, anxious to get on the field and practice. They've been talking to a lot of people around the organization. Brock Purdy, one of them, talking to Steve Young and Joe Montana about how to prepare and play in this Super Bowl. Listen to Brock Purdy talk about it. Just briefly talking to like Joe, it's it's been just pretty simple. Just in terms of you know you got a good team around you. Just obviously uh, go through your reads and what Kyle is calling and trust in Kyle. Um, you don't need to be this superstar or anything. Like you can go out and just do your job, do it well, and you got a good team around you, and you guys can win that way. Um, and and then with Steve, um, you know Steve is we just talked about just like our mindsets, um, you know, in the NFL. Um, you know, with all the stuff going around on the outside, um, being able to, you know, sink back into what you believe and, and understand who you are and what your purpose is. Just to th think how surreal that is, right, Laura? If you want to go out and do your job as a quarterback, you just have to ring up Joe Montana and Steve Young for a little bit of advice. It's good, and then there's a lot of pressure that goes with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a name drop if I've ever seen one. Thanks to Sal with us all week long covering the 49ers. And they face a challenge in the trenches against the Chiefs, no doubt. KC has the best pass block win rate in the NFL this season at 75%, seven percentage points better than the next closest team. The 49ers O-line ranked 15th in the NFL in this metric. So, D. Wood, let's get our O-linemen working here a little bit more, uh, talking about the trenches. Give us the O-line, D-line matchup that you're watching when the Chiefs are on offense. Yeah, listen, we know that. First of all, Andy Reid is, is a former office alumni at heart, so he knows before we talk about anything in the past game, protection is paramount. 
And so I'm looking at the tackles, okay? I'm looking at Donovan, I'm looking at Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor. Both of those guys, we've seen their struggles during the season. But the great thing about what Andy Reid and company has done is they protected those guys, whether it be personnel or by formation, putting guys next to those offensive tackles to space out the defensive end to get or chips to give those guys help. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that in this game against the San Francisco 49ers defensive line. Well, let me ask you this. I was talking about this with Marcus uh, yesterday on the show. In relation to those tackles and against like a Chase Young or in Bosa, do you think that those two perimeter players have to dominate the game? Or do you think that they have to kind of do their job and then let a player like uh, an Armstead or a Hargrave reap the benefits of that? What do you think is most important for them to have that, that one or two big moments as this game goes on? Yeah, listen, I think that uh, I think they have to do their job, Dan. And what I mean by that is that you got to rush Patrick Mahomes the right way. Too many times we see these defensive ends rush behind the quarterback and they open up rush lanes. You need, we all, you're always taught as a defensive lineman that you got to rush and stay even with the quarterback. And that's what you want to do with Patrick Mahomes and then let, you know, those defensive tackles collapse the pocket. That's how you can disrupt Patrick Mahomes in the passing game. I also think it's going to be huge for those defensive ends. Bosa does a better job of it. Andy Reid is going to make them stop the run. Matt Nagy is going to make them handle the run on early downs. Yes. We've seen it consistently throughout this year and certainly the playoffs of that pin and pull run game. It may look different with the way that Kansas City is going to get to it, maybe a little bit more horizontal stretch rather than just a downhill run. But Andy Reid's not going to just let this group rush Patrick Mahomes. Like they're going to, He's going to force them to handle all those different looks and defend the run before they can just chase 15 around. Uh, D-Wood, let's talk about the 49ers well, O-line versus mm -hmm. the Chiefs D-line. What are you looking out for there? Yeah, so I'm looking specifically at the right tackle, Colton McKivitz, okay, for the San Francisco 49ers. He's had some issues as far as past, you know, uh, past, uh, past protection is concerned. But again, we know that the San Francisco 49ers, whether through formation or personnel, they're going to protect those guys. They, they run, the 49ers run a lot of, you know, they put a lot of tight ends next to the tackles, a lot of reduced type of four net formations to really put a lot of junk out there for those pass rushers to try to fight through. But what I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do, we know that Chris Jones likes to move around along the defensive line and likes to find favorable matchups. I would anticipate Chris Jones being over there at the right tackle spot, seeing if he can make things happen over there. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So I could see on early downs, Steve Spagnolo trying to play Chris on Trent Williams' side. So to the San Francisco 49ers offensive left and the Kansas City Chiefs defensive right, just understanding, okay, more than likely run, more than likely, and they're going to run a little bit more behind Trent to try to have as much success. But I agree with you, Wood. I, I yes. think on those relatively obvious passing situations, second and eight plus or third and eight plus, I could see them taking Chris and putting him on their defensive left over McKivitz. I could also see them taking both Chris Jones and Karloftis and putting them both together yes. on that defensive left offensive. <laughs> I'm just ducking and dodging with you here, Dan. And by the duck, way, dodge, dip, dive, and yeah, dodge. I mean, we know that you had shrimp for lunch based on the proximity. I didn't. Okay, anyway. I didn't. That's disgusting shrimp. I don't like it. Uh, um, all right. But I can see them put both those guys on that side again as well. 
Uh, by the way, George Karloftis yes. has two and a half sacks this postseason, second most in the NFL, trailing only Aiden Hutchinson. We expect him to have a huge role in this game. It's tremendous. All right, kicking your Super Bowl off Sunday at 10 a.m. <laughs> Eastern. Make sure that you don't miss this. Uh, I, I want to put all them in a box, too. All right, special four-hour postseason NFL countdown from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas after the game. We'll have NFL primetime with Boomer and Booger from the field with all the highlights and post-game interviews. Still to come on NFL Live, the Texans have a lot of off-season questions to address after a surprising postseason run in year one with C.J. Stroud. How big of a window do they have to get to the Super Bowl? Well, Dan has that answer for you next. It may be shorter than you think. You don't want to miss this. You're watching NFL Live, presented by Tostitos. More on ESPN right after this. We'll be right back from Vegas. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. In 1920, halfback Fritz Pollard led the Akron Pros to a championship in the newly formed National Football League. The next season, he accepted the role of player coach, becoming the first black head coach in NFL history. Today, his impact is felt through the Fritz Pollard Alliance, an organization advocating for diversity in coaching and front office positions. you're with us on NFL Live, just four days ahead of the Super Bowl. Time to read and react with some news around the league. The Commanders have a new head coach in Dan Quinn and a new GM in Adam Peters. Kyle Shanahan shared his thoughts on the new duo in D.C. I'm so pumped for Dan. I'm so pumped for Washington. Dan's a hell of a coach. They got a hell of a one. I know they've gone through a lot of stuff in these last 20 years, but having AP and DQ is as good as it gets. Like Dan taught me so much in Atlanta. I'm very grateful for how much he's um, helped my career and him and Stacy and just what he's going to do for their organization. Adam, the next big thing for the commanders is who they take at that number two pick in the draft. What are the options there? A big decision there, Laura. We all expect that Caleb Williams is going to go number one to Chicago. We'll see how this process plays itself out, of course. And then that will leave the commander staring at a choice between Drake May, the North Carolina quarterback, and Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback. But the full expectation is that they would be taking a quarterback at two. We'll see which one they settle on. And Adam, you told us earlier the Raiders hired Luke Getzey to be their offensive coordinator. Antonio Pierce said this about the hire. 
He whipped our butt when we played them, the Bears, of course. Who was their quarterback? I don't know. Who was their running back? I don't know. But they still beat us pretty good. For the record, the Raiders lost to the Bears in Week 7, 30-12. Tyson Bagent made his first career start at quarterback, and Dante Foreman led Chicago in rushing. But, Dan, do you like the fit of Getze for the Raiders? Yeah, I'm a big Luke Getze fan. I think he's a better offensive corner than necessarily it showed last year with Justin Fields. But I think that's the big thing that the Raiders and he have to figure out is, why was this such a different offense from week one to week six and then after week six because early in the season they didn't do anything to help Justin Fields they were running and he was running the wrong offense and then after that week or week six stretch they started to go way more play action they started to go way more motion they started to get way more pistol way more designed quarterback run I've been adamant I think the Raiders need to go up and get a quarterback that being said I think also Luke Getze has to figure out what offense he's going to run and make sure from the jump it's custom made around whatever quarterback they had and not repeat that first five or six week stretch they had last year so many of these teams like you said including the Raiders in the mix to go up and get one of these quarterbacks in the top three all right let's go to Houston where CJ Stroud had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. Stroud was on our own Ryan Clark's The Pivot and talked about the mindset behind his success. But I didn't change. I didn't change one thing about like my process, my mindset. Like of course like I adapted to the speed and like the um, different uh, calls, like the operation, like a lot of that stuff is different but like just mindset wise I just like be you. Like just tell myself be yourself. I always like looked up to Mahomes and Burrow and uh, Jalen Hurts and all those guys, but I'm not them. You know, uh, I can never be them. I don't want to be them. So I was like, man, like what? What is gonna make me be the best? You. What a season by Stroud. Yeah, right, Damian, what do you see as the next step for the Texans? <laughs> Yeah, listen, this Houston Texans, they hit jackpot with the quarterback. Now is the time to go all in. You brought back the offensive coordinator. You brought back the quarterback coach. What about maybe going to get getting a running back? You know, the one area that the Houston Texans struggled was the running game. There are going to be plenty of free agent running backs out there that could, that could help the running game, which would help C.J. Stroud. So if I'm the Texans, I'm pushing my chips in while you have this special quarterback under this rookie deal. Yeah, I think the realistic thing for Houston is you got really an ideal two or three year window knowing how great he played at his rookie season and he's going to be obviously cheap in that two or three year stretch. It's almost like the Cincinnati model with Joe Burrow. They've got 30 unrestricted free agents. That's the most in the NFL. So while this past year was this really sudden surprise, they got to make sure that they lock up some guys. Dalton Schultz was great last year with CJ. They got to see if they can keep him Nico Collins has one year left on his deal. If you watched it, what the Bengals did after that year that Joe had his second year, it was, hey, we're going to go great with free agency, make sure that we build a really good defense around him, and make sure that they short up Mm -hmm. the offensive line. Houston's got a good offensive line, but they got to lock up some of those unrestricted free agents to keep that core together. Yeah, you know the defenses around the league are going to figure some things out about Stroud. He put on a Superman cape throughout that season, but he does need some help. It's a great point. We got more coming your way here on NFL Live. (laughs) We got you. The Chiefs are looking to go back-to-back and win their third Super Bowl in just five years. Woody may know something about winning those, but does he think this win will cement the Chiefs' dynasty status? You don't want to miss this next, plus how they made this defense what it is through the draft. Dan has all the details. We'll be right back.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. NFL Live is presented by Tostitos. Get to the good stuff. Super Bowl coming your way from Las Vegas. Super Bowl 58 is almost here, and Patrick Mahomes will be 28 and 147 days old in the Super Bowl 69, making him the youngest quarterback in NFL history, the time of his fourth Super Bowl start. All right, so he'll be the first quarterback to start four Super Bowls before turning 30 years old. Here's Anscape's Justin Tinsley on what Mahomes and the Chiefs are chasing. It's the word defining sports as rarest class. The word that's reserved for sustainable dominance. The word that, for the Kansas City Chiefs, means one more win would make it undeniable. When we say dynasty, we're talking titles. I see a dynasty. I think they are a dynasty. Peel back the layers. When we hear dynasty, it's the once in a lifetime plays, the trophies, and the parade. This is just the beginning. We ain't done yet. They get the glory. But there's another word that lives inside of Dynasty. Gatekeeper. One is about winning. The other is making sure no one else does. I've lost the Super Bowl and I know how bad that hurts. I'm almost more addicted to staying away from that feeling than I am pushing the trophy. Gatekeepers are sadistic. They don't just embrace the target on their back. They tattoo it. Dethroning you is far more than a victory. Opponents obsess over your spirit because you've turned theirs into confetti. Over and over and over again. Dethroning you is exercising demons. And you're the demon. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. Think Jordan's Bulls or Jeter's Yankees. An entire generation of future Hall of Famers may never know football nirvana because of you. Your dreams are the nightmares they can't wake up from. Your happiness is their hell. Because when you're a gatekeeper, it's not only about a potential third Lombardi trophy in five years. It's about that boulevard of broken dreams you're responsible for. Forever. That was cool. All right, Jeff Darlington covering the Chiefs for us all week (laughs) long here in Las Vegas. Dynasty, gatekeepers, the comparisons keep going on between these current Chiefs and the early 2000s Patriots. So, Jeff, what do the players on the Chiefs side say about that? Laura, there has been plenty of talk about the idea of being a dynasty, and part of that is going back-to-back. That's something that no team has accomplished since the Patriots did it in 2003 and 2004. Now, that's when the Patriots essentially became that dynasty. So the Chiefs know that if they do win this game, it sort of puts them in that same space. That has definitely been a topic of conversation this week, something that Travis Kelsey, I thought, summed up quite nicely.
I think uh, I think there's a certain mentality you got to bring every single year, and uh, I would never compare my my I would never compare this team to that to that like organization, that dynasty, and everything because I think we got something completely different here. I think you become a dynasty one game at a time. You know, I think this is a big opportunity for us to really cement that. Going back to back as an exclusive club, we take care of business. I think that we can firmly plant ourselves in that legacy of calling ourselves a dynasty. And I think if you make that your focus, uh, you're probably going to have a problem and, and get knocked off uh, whatever pedestal people think you're on. Yeah, I kind of love how Andy Reid sort of sounded like Bill Belichick there, really tamping down the idea of becoming a dynasty. So the one thing that I would say, though, listening to players around here, is there is much more talk uh, about the idea of going back to back. Uh, something that Travis Kelsey said today is that he and Patrick Mahomes have talked about the idea of going back to back since they won their first Super Bowl. He believes that that is ultimately the type of accomplishment that sets you apart from different Super Bowl winners. And as I mentioned, the last team to do that was the Patriots. So you can kind of see where all of this goes. No, uh, the Chiefs are not necessarily focused on it, but certainly the idea of going back to back is a major accomplishment, one that this team is looking to accomplish themselves. Yeah, Jeff, I mean, there's no denying how special this group has been already in such a short period of time and what they could potentially accomplish. Damian, you were on some of those early 2000s Patriots teams. What would you say about how the Chiefs are doing this differently than those teams that you were a part of? Yeah, listen, those early Patriots uh, teams that won the Super Bowl, we were primarily led by defense. I know everyone wants to talk about Tom Brady, but Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady at that point in time. We had a bunch of dogs on the defensive side that really carried us in, initially in that dynasty, whereas Patrick Mahomes and company, Patrick Mahomes, his first year starting, threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Like, that's what was going on with the Kansas City Chiefs right out of the gate. And for them to go to, what, six straight AFC championship games, three, this will be, what, four Super Bowls in five years, three, four Super Bowls in five years with the opportunity to win three and five, that, uh, you know, for me, if they win this one, they are officially a dynasty because I don't throw that word around lightly, being part of one, but when you're able to do what they're, what they're you know, what they're capable of do, doing and have the opportunity to do this Sunday, yes, they would be officially be a dynasty, in my opinion. Yeah, D. Wood, th this version of the Chiefs is the early version of the Patriots in many ways. And Brett Veach, their, their general manager, gets lauded often for just the Patrick Mahomes pick. The reason why they've remained a dynasty or, or in the middle of one is defensively since 2019, they've drafted absolutely spectacular mm. six starters. LeJerry Sneed, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, Carl Loftus, McDuffie, Mike Dana, and then three guys that are really good reserves. Leo Chanel and Josh Williams and Jalen Watson. Those are nine guys that have been drafted since 2019 that are massive parts of this defense that in reality has like carried the Chiefs to the Super Bowl this year. So while certainly you get credit for Patrick, the defensive drafts have been nails. Hmm. Um, guys, thanks for sticking with us today. And by the way, I would just like to say in the face of pressure, simulated pressure at times, you know, I was able to just get around it. Like, I, <laughs> the fact that I didn't get punched in the face. I know. Uh, all right. So time for one more thing before we go. And at this point, we make fun of ourselves. I, I love Lisa's tweet. She said she's giggling through NFL Live watching me struggle and trying not to laugh. I'm glad you could Dan laugh, talks. Lisa. Um, either way, great information out of you, Dan. Great out of you, D. Wood. And thanks to Adam Schefter for joining us. We will 
see you tomorrow on NFL Live. Marcus is here. Mina's going to get here. Ryan will be so here. Same studio? Not